is unexpected with Hannah Love. In this podcast, you will gain a new perspective of how God loves you enough to call you to things that you couldn't have imagined for yourself. Have you ever been so scared of what people may think of you? So scared that you're probably silent? That you say nothing and do nothing for fear of offending? Most of us have probably been there. I was. Some days I still am. But in the last few years of my life, there has been a shift. I'm thankful for it. I listened to a sermon on this very point once. I wish I'd written down who it was by. It reminded me just how easy it is to fall into that place of fear. It also reminded me how to break away from it. Let me just share some of the nuggets I jotted down that day. If you are pursuing God's calling on your life, you are going to have critics. Think all the people who have discouraged you, laughed at you, or disheartened you in general by their lack of understanding. He goes on, This is why the loudest voice in your life can't be the critics. It has to be the voice of God. And the more intimate you are with God, the less intimidated you'll be by the criticism of others. If you're not living for the praise of other men, then you won't die by their criticism. The more secure we are in the Father's love, the less we let the insecurity of others rattle us. True to form, you know I have to pull a biblical reference here of someone who listened to God over the criticism of men. You guessed it, it's our guy Noah. It may seem like a dramatic example. I mean, I feel like the things that God asks us to do today may not be as large and visible as an actual ark. But maybe that's the perfect metaphor for how it feels. Big, intimidating, and unexplainable. One might even call it unexpected. Okay, let's get back to the meat of it. Aside from Adam and Eve, Noah is the first person in the Bible to have walked faithfully with God. Genesis 6, 9 says. Literally, it's the first mention of God speaking to someone in the Bible since Adam. Now that I'm thinking about it, it doesn't surprise me that the Bible kicks off with the story of Noah. It represents a theme that has been prevalent from the beginning of time, listening to God's voice, and more importantly, obeying it. I'll read directly from the Bible here to give some context, beginning in Genesis chapter 6, verses 5 through 22. The Lord saw how great the wickedness of the human race had become on the earth, and that every inclination of the thoughts of the human heart was only evil all the time. The Lord regretted that He had made human beings on the earth, and His heart was deeply troubled. So the Lord said, I will wipe from the face of the earth the human race I have created, and with them the animals, the birds, and the creatures that move along the ground, for I regret that I have made them. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. This is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was a righteous man, blameless among the people of his time, and he walked faithfully with God. Noah had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Now the earth was corrupt in God's sight and was full of violence. God saw how corrupt the earth had become, for all the people on the earth had corrupted their ways. So God said to Noah, I am going to put an end to all people, for the earth is filled with violence because of them. I am surely going to destroy both them and the earth. So make yourself an ark of cypress wood. Make rooms in it and coat it with pitch inside and out. This is how you are to build it. 
The ark is to be 300 cubits long, 50 cubits wide, and 30 cubits high. Make a roof for it, leaving below the roof an opening one cubit high all around. Put a door in the side of the ark and make lower, middle, and upper decks. I'm going to bring floodwaters on the earth to destroy all life under the heavens, every creature that has breath of life in it. Everything on earth will perish, but I will establish my covenant with you, and you will enter the ark, you and your sons and your wife and your sons' wives with you. You are to bring into the ark two of all living creatures, male and female, to keep them alive with you, two of every kind of bird and every kind of animal and every kind of creature that moves along the ground will come to be kept alive. You are to take every kind of food that is to be eaten and store it away as food for you and them. Noah did everything just as God commanded him. Genesis 6, 5-22 We will break this down in a second. But guys, I just want to point out the sheer size of this thing. God didn't ask Noah to build a dinghy. It was seven stories high and a length of one and a half football fields. Insert big eye emojis here. This was a big task. It was a big yes of obedience from a man who was already different than the community around him. You may argue that it was easier for him to say yes to God since God gave him the blueprints for what he was about to do. Indeed, I'd say yes too if I know that all of humanity was about to be wiped out, except for me and my family. However, the high point here is that he did listen to God's voice and he was obedient, likely in the face of mockery, likely for decades, maybe even up to 120 years, although the exact time it took to construct the ark is up for debate. Can you imagine standing in the face of heavy criticism for over 100 years? Not just standing, but acting in obedience despite it. If I had to take a guess, I'd say he was called every name in the book, starting with crazy and deranged. But Noah's obedience resulted in blessing and favor. It resulted in life and a chance that no other person would have in his lifetime or ever again. And isn't that how we should view our own obedience? As something only we can say yes to? As something that no other person may ever have the opportunity to experience but you? The sermon message went on until I was struck again by the impact of another statement. A private faith lacks power. That really hit home. It reminded me of all the times I quietly leaned on the Lord, but I never spoke of it to the world. I never shared struggle or faith or the love that sustained me. The service went on. When you confess that your faith is in Christ, there's an awakening in your life. I breathed out. I have seen this truth in my own life. I have seen the impact of honesty and vulnerability to the world. I have known the freedom of peace by keeping my eyes on Him. It is scary at times. Even as I speak these words, I confess to being nervous of offending some of you. But at the end of the day, the loudest voice I need to hear is that of God, not the critics. So if you are listening to this and it touches your heart like it did mine, be encouraged. Be encouraged that you can break away from the fear of criticism and find peace in the one whose opinion is the only one that matters. You are full of purpose, and you have the power to touch lives with your voice of honesty and faith. Thank you so much for listening today. If this episode has encouraged you, please feel free to share it with your family and friends. There's a lot of stuff going on in the world today, and my hope is that this show is a candle in the dark.